When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Everybody, and thanks for joining us for the PHNX Suns post-game show brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's number one sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcast, and leave us a five-star review. Can I hit the dislike button on the Suns tonight? On the yeah. Suns, yes. On the if video, it, no. If you hit it on the video, you and I are going to fight. No, 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 no. <laughs> not on the video. Not on the video. <laughs> Yeah, you know, unfortunately for all of us here, the Suns did not get the W tonight. They fell to the Minnesota Timberwolves, 116 to 121. Unfortunately, it was just another one of those nights. Let's be honest. They didn't get the W, but we did. We had a great night out here Mm -hmm. with the fans at at the Dobson Ranch Golf Club. Uh, I loved it, and even though the Suns played poorly, uh, tonight was like the Suns in the fourth quarter. It was a lot of fun. And yes. Listen, it, this was this event was uh, one of a kind, to be honest. And uh, we look forward to doing a lot more of them. It was so much fun going all the way down the bays and just meeting different people who bought tickets to the event. We had a lot of walk-ups tonight, um, people that couldn't buy a ticket earlier, but they had the Friday night free all of a sudden. The kids had a, yeah. a masterful <laughs> freaking putt-putt course that was set up. I mean, Dobson Ranch. Thank you so much for, for allowing us to do this. Yeah, and we wouldn't have been able to stomach this game otherwise. <laughs> I was going to say, honestly, though, like, if you weren't able to join us this time, next time if you're in town, if we are still playing like this specifically, mm-hmm. it definitely took the edge off. Yeah. Like, yes. I would be much more upset about this game right now had we been watching it from our studios. No matter how comfortable and cute they are, <laughs> this, was, this took the edge off because we could all kind of commiserate together yeah, and poke fun sure. at sure. how we were feeling. So. So, like I said, we're probably not going to be as upset tonight just because. I I will say, though, there was one thing that upset me tonight, and that was Lindsay giving out free hugs to strangers. Oh, yeah. I was like, what? One hug? Yeah. I saw that hug, and I was like, what? It was insulting. Did I hug multiple people? I thought I just hugged Sean. I don't think That's all I needed to see was the one. It was the one. (laughs) So I assumed you just went around hugging everybody. Yeah, I did. Everybody got a hug tonight, butts off. Every time I try to hug Lindsay, she just squirms. And it's not like that. Don't fucking go there. It's just she doesn't like physical touch, I guess. I don't know. So uh I don't know. I don't we'll, tell you. We'll go with that. Maybe so. I smell. Maybe I smell. <laughs> All right. Well, let's tip things off in this post-game show by looking inside the box. That's about what's stink. in the box. What's in the box? The screen is much further away tonight, so let me see. Uh, it was a 121-116 loss for your Phoenix Suns, and that score is extremely deceiving because they were down by as many as 24 tonight, and a lot of that story was the turnover. Suns had 19 to the Wolves, 15 points off those turnovers. Surprisingly, this this can't be right, can it? 
It is, surprisingly. Which is insane. Yeah. 25 points for the Suns off of turnovers, 17 for the Wolves. Somehow the Timberwolves uh, managed to suck when it came to uh, converting off those turnovers. But points in the paint, as we expected, uh, with this Wolves group, 64 points for the Timberwolves to the Suns, 46. And that was the big difference tonight. Yeah, I mean, it was. it's one of those games, again, where they got off to a slow start and were playing from behind, and they keep getting in this habit, and I know they're shorthanded, but they've got to find a way to start first quarters better. They were down 10 at the end of the first and gave up a 35-point quarter. They held them under 30 the next three. Like They did a decent job after that point of being competitive, but they keep shooting themselves in the foot as far as how they're getting off to these starts in these games. Um, and hopefully the Cavalry's coming here soon because they just need to be better defensively early in these games. The mayor hooking me up with a beverage. Thank you so much. So I can wash the taste of this bad game out of my mouth, folks. Uh, listen, I, I think uh, I understand that this team is is struggling right now. It's The numbers almost feel like... You know, outside of the paint, obviously, like the points off of turnovers, like what? Yeah, like it, yeah. it didn't feel like. Honestly, it. but that was all game long, though. When I was actually looking at the points off turnovers compared to the actual turnovers, I was like, "This could be even worse." It could have been if the Timberwolves were actually taking much better advantage of it. This could have been even worse, which saying a lot because at one point we were down by twenty some odd points. But this right. is this is a game where the box score doesn't make any sense. We always joke that the math is mathing. Tonight it wasn't. The Sun shot sixty one percent from three-point range, uh, the Wolves 35. Like, mm-hmm. th- this is a game that mathematically does not make a lot of sense when you look at it. Now, uh, the Suns made a lot of those in the fourth. They had only shot in, uh, shot a very minimal amount through three quarters. Uh, they picked up the pace in that fourth. But still, when you shoot 61% from three, most games you're going to go, yeah, that's a win. Yeah, uh, but it wasn't tonight. And that's the problem is they made 14 threes and they shot 61%. They only attempted 23. Um, so, this again, this is a team that needs to shoot more threes than that. They need to play and paint to great. Uh, it was weird that it feels like when Saban Lee checks in, they finally have somebody that's going to put pressure on the rim because they need more guys that can do that. And they have guys that can do that. Um, you know, Damian Lee got to the line eight times. Saban Lee got to the line. Or, I'm sorry, Saban Lee got to the line eight times. Damian Lee got to the line five times. And that was more than half of the team's free throws just between those two guys. So, like, they need to be in that attack mode. You see the points in the paint discrepancy. Uh, They just don't have the right guys that you need to make the math math, even when you shoot well from three, unfortunately. Yeah, and that did. uh, it's one of those things, too, where it's like, yeah, at the end, those were the numbers. But throughout the game, that wasn't the numbers. Around halftime, we saw the Timberwolves leading up to halftime were at, like, 60% from the field. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, while it ended... A lot lower throughout the game, we saw spurts where the Timberwolves were really knocking shots down and the Mm -hmm. Suns were not as much. They couldn't keep up in that way. So this is just a weird game. And honestly, though, like I think the biggest thing that was sort of frustrating, um, and I know a lot of people in the chat already talking about it, was just like D.A. coming back from injury but not really having the juice. Mm -hmm. And I think there was a specific play where he turned the ball over and then just watched it. Like, it almost looked like he was expecting McHale to go get it, even though he was the one who had turned it over. And that one was the one where I saw social media kind of be like, WTF is going on. And that and the microcosm is kind of the conundrum of DA. Uh, Instead of being the aggressor or being assertive or being, uh, you know, really understanding what he's supposed to do at a given time, the ball gets slapped away from him and he just kind of stands there expecting somebody else to kind of bail him out. And 
you know, just great players just don't do that. They just don't do that. If if the ball gets knocked away from you, you go get it. Nobody else, you go get it. And he just stood there, and Mikhail stood there, and then the the T Wolves obviously got one of their their fast break buckets off of that. And that's just again, that's that's Da. Well, and, we, and I wish I could defend them, but there is no defense for that. I I, I don't want to hear anymore. And this isn't a knock on you. I just don't want to hear anymore. A great player would do because. At this point, DeAndre Ayton isn't going to be a great Shit, player. A good player. Like, yeah, that's I, I want to say that a, a good player, a good big man would do because great feels unattainable when you watch some of this at this point. And to me, the, the big thing tonight, 24% of the shots for the Suns came from McHale and Damian Lee. They made 46% of them. 24% of the shots for the Suns tonight came from DA and, and D. Wash. They scored twenty percent of the point or, uh, of the make had twenty percent of the makes. That's problematic. D A or D Lee and McHale should have had more of the shots tonight when they're hot like that. And I think D A spent too much time trying to get into it. And at some point, they needed to cut their loss, move on, which they started doing in the fourth. And you saw that lead dwindle. I will say the turnover obviously looks bad the miscommunication that he and Mikael Bridges had on that play. I think they both thought the other one was going to go get it, and neither one did. And so it looked bad for DA specifically because he's the one that turned it over. I will say I am a little more willing to offer DA some sort of, not lenience, but a little bit more of a line because we did the same thing, or at least I did the same thing with Mikael when I was talking about how he just doesn't look right. He looks like he's playing through something. DA, he missed a lot of shots around the basket that he normally makes. And I, I do wonder about the ankle if he's fully 100%, if he is also playing through something. But yeah, you look at it, 11 and 11, 5 of 18 shooting, uh, two turnovers. It was not a good night for him. First night back after the ankle sprain. Uh, you know, I, I just, I struggle with this one because you say you criticize DA and you're not being hard enough on James Jones and Monty and every other piece of the equation. But then, you know, you stand for D.A. and he's soft and he's weak and he's never going to be. A, there's no middle ground in this conversation. I, and it, it's, and to the point, I think, it's to the point where I can't stand talking about D.A. because no matter what you say about him, the other side is going to yeah. jump in and start attacking whatever you just said. Yeah. There's no middle ground and it's <clears throat> aggravating. And I think that's where I kind of am at. What I'm tired of is I'm tired of always having to excuse something D.A. is doing. Mm. And with Devin Booker, you don't really have to do that so much. Mm. Chris Paul now, obviously, you're, you're having to kind of defend him or, or, or go at him a little bit more because, you know, he's just coming to the end of his career. But you, are, you understand what the deal is mm. with Chris Paul. With D.A., you just you, – there is no excuse. And, no, and you're just not. like you should be playing at a higher level than you are. And it feels like nine in, nine out, you know <laughs> – it's 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 just too much. It's just too much to try and defend or or you know or uh, you know attack all the time. It's exhausting. It is. Da is exhausting. Like he that's is. what he is. The whole conversation is, and like even in the chat now, what I just said has people riled up. When was what was the excuse when he was dropping four points healthy? We criticized him when he did that. That's my point. You can't criticize him without the other side bringing up other shit and you can't talk good about him without the other side bringing up but yeah. it's just exhausting and I'm he, so sick of it and it's, it's been funny like that since day one it's funny because he is exactly like the conversation around him right it's so inconsistent because night in and night out you get a different DA sometimes hmm. right so like you're saying you can't praise him without them bringing up when he does poorly you hmm. can't talk about him being 
playing poorly because they'll bring up when he plays really well. And then it's like, well, Dia, can you just pick one or the other so we could just consistently talk about the positives or the negatives? I honestly think that him and Gobert kind of are the victims of circumstance. The the fact that DA was drafted number one and that Luca went after him, right? That Mm -hmm. circumstance by itself. If it was any other draft, we might not even we might not even be half as mad as we are at DA because there was no Luca in those I, drafts, right? I don't but know. but but with De- with Go- Rudy Gobert, four draft picks. He's not the fucking one that decided the four draft picks were going to go the other way. He's not. But the but because that happened, he takes the blame. He takes the blame a lot of, of everything. He, good performance or bad performance, people will always put him up to that standard. Like, are you worth four draft picks? Are you worth the first overall pick? It's a little unfair for both of them, but at the same time, there's a level of expectation that you have to meet because that's what the fan base expects. And I don't I think it might be a little bit impossible for both of them to reach it because they just don't have that ability to reach it. Well, it's it's that and it's the max contract and it's the, you know, people that are clamoring to see what an offense run through DA looks like. This is it. We're seeing it right now. And this team is not good with him as the number 1 yeah. option or running offense chiefly through him. True. He is great in his in his designated role when this team is fully healthy. And that's why I'm defending DA right now is because we did the same thing with Mikhail Bridges. When they are not the number two option, when they're a number three, both of them are fantastic, but they are elite role players. And that's what they are at this point. They're not number two options. And yeah, like Aiton has been bad defensively this year. He's been unengaged. The effort was bad tonight. He just didn't look good. Like you can say all of these things. I just I struggle with saying he sucks or anything like that because in his assigned role he's better than this and we've seen it before. I wish we could have some kind of summit where we brought everybody together and we all just decided DA is mid, right? <laughs> Meet in the middle. Honestly, people, though, Espo, you might be onto something. Well, because you got this faction that want him to be great and the other faction that said he was a bust and he's nothing, and really it's in the middle. Let's just accept he's mid. And he'll have good nights, he'll have bad nights, and that's that. And leave it be at this point. And sometimes in the playoff, he'll go beast mode. Yeah. And that'll be great for us, but that's not the norm. He's he's a good player. That's all he is. He's not great, and I would say he's like right in the middle, mid, of good, right? Uh, he he yeah. there, there are nights where he'll give you 25 and 15, but mm-hmm. then there's other nights where he'll give you 8 and 4. Right. And that's who DeAndre Aiden is right now, and that might be who he is for the rest of his career. But, but for a team that's uh, you know obsessed with the mid range, I think having a mid center is perfect. Stop. God bless. <laughs> Dad jokes for the win. Monster. Getting booed by he, everyone out here right now. So he's a monster of the mid. Oh, monster no. of the mid, yes. Monster of the yeah, mid. Monster of the mid. He's an Eminem. Yeah. Oh god. The real three Pete in the chat gets it. Says Da is a good player. We expected him to be great, yes. like you guys said. Yes. Yeah. That that's that's really and what who, it is. And who's that on? Uh. Us for expecting <laughs> to be great. Everyone involved. <laughs> Lowered expectations. Wow. We didn't have the sound effect today out here. Don't, don't. In Gerald, don't. <laughs> Do not say what I know She's, you're about to say. She start, She harmonized and I joined in. It was oh, perfect. And that's what did too. Last time I sang, you guys turned it into a year-long thing, oh, okay? Just, just enjoy this one in the moment. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm so 
sorry to our that audio one, listeners. That one you can clip. That's fine. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, All right. Well, we told you a little bit off the top about our inaugural tea party. It was presented by our friends over at Four Peaks, and it was a blast. They came out here. They had a cool little pop-up uh, wow we like little van thing that was super cute they handed out free samples to everybody who was here mm-hmm. and uh just want to remind you guys we got a fun little thing happening remember how we used to go to four peaks for the last wednesday of every month yep guess took, who's back we took the holidays back off again but we're back it's official last wednesdays are back at four peaks with everybody here Let's at go. phnx so we're inviting you guys to come hang out with us at the eight street pub in Tempe. The next one will be January 25th, and all of our shows are live and in person throughout the day. There's also beer specials, like $3. We, $3 wow. Wow Wheats, mm-hmm. but also, well, we had a lot of beer out here that was for sale. Guess what the first thing that sold out was? What? Wow. 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 God, we are so wow. annoying right now. <laughs> Sorry, aren't, guys. Aren't we always? Um, but there's some new beer, you guys. What? Beak says new beer. Yes. What? Listen, what new beer? New beer. Recreational juice. Dank. Dank. IPA. Dank. Staycation oh. super juicy IPA. Oh, Two new oh beers from Four Peaks. We got so, the weekend off. Oh, we do. Stay Let's go. Yo, any beer can be recreational. There we go. It's super (laughs) juicy. Thank you, Shane, for uh, Uh, adding to the show. We appreciate it. DJ Father making his reappearance. Um, But just a reminder uh, to drink Four Peaks beer, you do have to be 21 years or older, and we ask that you enjoy it responsibly. Brittany Price in the chat said, Hey, Let's talk about the two Lees. All right, Brittany, let's do that. Let's we'll talk about Lee. We'll baby. start by naming our draft king, king of the game. I think you guys know where we're going with this one. Tonight, our draft king, king of the game goes to... Keep it on the DL. Damian Lee Get finished it. with 31 you. points, <laughs> 10 of 17 from the field, had six rebounds as well. Gerald, correct me if I'm wrong. This is a career high or a season high? Career high. Career high. Yep. Six of seven from deep. Mm-hmm. And the last one he hit helped people cover the uh, spread, spread at the very end. Yeah. So, yes. had a boy, D-Leaf. Yeah. <laughs> we literally had the, the folks in the bay next to us were screaming and cheering because that's the bet they made tonight on the Drakkie Sportsbook app. And I they hit. I just want to say, Kevin Ray was a little more than excited about that last three. <laughs> Ironically, he was like, and he hits the three. Oh, the Suns lose. And I was like, whoa, what? He must have had money on this. No, he's I'm not allowed I'm kidding. No. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. K-Ray would never ever do that that's the homie they push. he did push they did push they did push uh so yeah damian lee i mean listen we like to i like to find bright spots in games at the very least and damian lee has been a bright spot he is enjoyable to watch and the amount of like i don't like to do like a like a valuation per dollar spent on players because these are human beings but if you want to talk about a really good off-season pickup that didn't cost the Suns a whole lot, mm-hmm. it is Damian Lee. And he probably deserves a little bit more than what he's making right now. That's what's sad about this team and this roster. As you look at the minimum guys they picked up, they hit on all of them. They got yeah. Damian Lee. They got Jock Landale. Um, they got Josh Okogie, all of whom have been great contributors for the veteran minimum. Lee looks like a guy that can play playoff minutes if they get to the playoffs. Like the last three games, 22 points and seven rebounds, 11 points, four assists, four rebounds, and then 31 and six tonight. Like he, not only is he, I think he's still leading the league in three point percentage at this point. But, but he, I would, 
I would think with yeah, I would think so. After tonight. I would think so. But like he's he's been great for them on both ends and offensively he's been able to produce Just despite walk. the inconsistent role, despite guys being in and out of the lineup. He's a guy that you can plug in, and they're going to be thankful for that come playoff time for sure. Yeah. Oh, I, I don't know what the phrase is for pound for pound, mm-hmm. but dollar for dollar, Damian Lee has been the best move of the offseason for the Suns. Yeah. That could, I'd agree with that. I, uh, DA should be happy they don't have that stat because <laughs> him compared to D. Lee would be pretty bad. Points per dollar? <laughs> Points yeah, per dollar. would not look good for old D.A. <laughs> Oh, man. Dollar plus minus. It would not be pretty. Yeah. It looked like Saul on our uh, betting uh, <laughs> chart there. It's also really easy to root for Damian Lee because, like, you know how, like, we've got a couple popular, like, well-known players who are very likable. Mm-hmm. But then we also have, like, the fan favorites. And I feel like Damian yeah. Lee, if not, if he isn't already a fan favorite, I feel like he should be. He's very likable. Like he he's so well spoken when he speaks to like the media. He gives you guys considerate answers mm-hmm. and he doesn't just kind of rush through and give you some BS. Um, he's so sweet with his family every time we get to see them together, whether it's on social media or like the other night when he got his ring against the Warriors. Like there's just so much to like about this guy. And just like his mentality tough st- stuff, some of the things he shares on his own social media page, like He's a solid dude. I'm really glad that we have Damian yeah. Lee on this team. Good dude playing well. If he is not in the three-point contest, it's a sham. He's not going to be in the it's three-point to- contest. But honestly, it's total crap if he's not in the three-point contest. Mm-hmm. It should be him. It should be his two brother-in-laws uh, and Steph and Seth because they're both shooting well. There's a storyline there because this the whole All-Star Weekend's about storylines and what you can sell people on. Well, that's one, and he's shooting the lights out. You should be rewarding a guy who's playing that well. Uh, yeah. from, because it's all about freaking three-point shooting. You don't take the guy that's shooting the best in the league. It, it just feels ridiculous that that it doesn't happen. I get it. Oh, you want marquee names. Well, jam a few marquee names in there and give Damian Lee the last spot to beat all their asses in All-Star Weekend. It won't happen. You would hope they'd learn from last year when Cam Johnson, I think he was second in the league in three-point percentage and somehow didn't get an invite to yeah. that event. Uh, they were like, who? Odds are probably against Damian Lee, if that's the case. But, like, yeah, that's tough. Horse yeah. crap. Like, hey, Cam Johnson, three-point contest. Who? Yeah, it's no. not fun. Um, but shout-out to Damian Lee, our king of the game. Also, right now on the DraftKings Sportsbook app, all new and existing customers can get a no-sweat bet each day of the wild card round this weekend. Just place any NFL bet of your choice, and if it loses, you'll get a free bet back up to $10. If you have not downloaded the DraftKings Sportsbook app, Make sure when you do, you use the promo code PHNX because new customers who use that promo code can bet $5 on the NFL and get $200 in free bets instantly. Only a DraftKings Sportsbook with the code PHNX. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Uh, Bees in the chat asked, uh, she, they said, Sabian Lee, though? Is Sabian Lee going to be this year's Bismack Thiambo? Sabian. Sabian. Oh, sorry, Sabian. My bad. Damien Sabian. <laughs> Sabian. Sabian. Sabian Lee. Sabian Lee. He has not been around long Apologies. enough for you to know his first name yet, all right? No, I mean, I was literally reading it, but now I, we already have a Damien Lee, so, you yep. know, whatever. My bad. You guys knew what I was going for. Yes, yes. yes it was your bad. <laughs> anyway. Um, <laughs> So to the question. To save Lindsay right now. Saban Lee. Uh, <laughs> I, I've liked what I've seen from him. I know that I was kind of a little critical of, of signing him to a 10-day because there were other names out there that I floated that I thought would make more sense. But 
he's come in and he's been pretty seamless as far as fitting in. Um, you know, plus six off the bench, 12 points, shot three of three, uh, two assists to only one turnover. Like, he, he hasn't turned the ball over, and that's the biggest thing you need from a guard on a 10-day to just come in and handle the ball. He's been able to do that. He's not, you know, he only played 13 minutes, so it's not like he's having a major impact. Um, but he's looked comfortable, confident handling the rock. He, Like I said, he gets downhill and puts pressure on the rim. Um, and he, if you can just have a guy that game manages, because we know Dwayne Washington is not necessarily that. He's more of the shoot-first guy. That can help you for this short, temporary stretch. I, I I, I agree, and I think it's great uh, that he's he's not hurting himself. Yes. All right, but I think a lot of fans think that a ten day they want somebody that's going to make a. Uh, they are hoping for somebody that's going to make more of an impact. Yeah. And because that is what the Suns need right now, mm-hmm. um, and I don't know if if Saban Lee's really got that in him right now. You know, he's 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 a good player. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not great. He's not going to be able to really change the game for you. Uh, unless you start to give him a lot more minutes, which shit, with the way the season's going, who knows what the hell could happen. But um, I think that's what fans expect. So I, I, good for the kid for for showing out the way he is and, and really doing his job in the in the moments that he gets a chance to. But I I don't know if he gets extended after this 10-day if they make another move, which I don't think they will. So he <laughs> has a good shot of staying on the team. Start saving on Monday. I mean, I don't think there's any reason not to. You know – you know what Dwayne Washington Jr. is going to give you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know it, it, he's he's going to shoot. It's going to be hit or miss, depending on the game. That sounds like really shitty basketball analysis. He's going to shoot, and he's going to hit, or he's going to miss. <laughs> uh, no, analysis. But, you heard it here first. <laughs> but, but you know what I mean. That it, he, he runs hot and cold. Yeah. I'd like to – you got nothing to lose. Put Saban out there as your starter. See if you can get off to a faster start with having – a guy that that looks to distribute and, and protects the ball there to begin the game. I mean, I'm I want to see I want to see that just to see if there is anything here. Yeah, he and, and he's been productive. He has through his first two games, he has 20 points in 28 total minutes, um, and he shot five of seven from the field. So he's he's been pretty good for them. Six assists to only two turnovers. Um, I, I like what I've seen so far. Again, he's not coming in and changing the course of the game, but. If you can have someone who can orchestrate a little bit of offense, that's that's a good thing. Gerald, somebody in the chat, uh, Adam and Tosh said your hoodie is super awesome. You want to show it off a little bit for yeah, everyone I'm, at home? Yeah, I'm I'm one of like eight employees here that wore this hoodie tonight <laughs> because so. it's a little chilly out. Yes, Where? it is. Where can you get that? Gerald? You can that's get that question. at gophnx.com. We have a lot of great merch over there. You can also, if you sign up for a membership as a diehard. You get special merchandise and you get discounts on that merchandise. Plus, you can read all of my content that is behind the paywall for diehards that, only. That's the only reason Gerald wanted to read that. <laughs> Look, it wasn't really meant to be an ad. I, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to do that to all of you guys. But somebody did really compliment your hoodie. Mm-hmm. And not, our hoodies are super dope, though. Dude, they're also it's hella comfortable. Super comfortable. Yeah. And if you want to skip a few clicks, go to phnxlocker.com and that'll mm-hmm. save you. But if you're a diehard and you get into... Uh, the merch through the Die Hard app, then you get it at a discount. Yeah, you're going to yes. get you 20% off. Then. And these things are softer than you guys in the chat think DA is. Softer oh, than oh, hey now. Soft, It'll AKA get, softer than baby <laughs> shit. Marketer right there. It'll get you zero points resume. and zero rebounds, it but is you'll be damn comfortable. Soft as Charmin. <laughs> Dear God. Okay, let's get back on track. So we do have um, some more things to talk about around the suns, Okay. Ryan Winhorse came out the other day, I think it was yesterday, and in this video he talked about 
ownership within the Suns organization and who's really pulling the strings. Let's hear what he had to say. I mean, right now at this point, Malik, I'm going to chop it because any game where they don't get a player injured, yes, is a good night. Mm. The problem, we know that they've got Jay Crowder sitting out. You know they're desperate for players. So you're saying, why will they not trade Jay Crowder to get help? And the reason is, is they've got three quasi-owners, like nothing I've seen before in my 20 years covering the NBA. They have Sam Garvin, who is the acting owner right now for Robert Sarver, who is in the middle of selling the team because he is suspended. But while Sam Garvin has said he has the authority to make trades, he actually doesn't because under the rules that the, the league put down under the suspension, Robert Sarver is allowed to, to say yes or no to any trade for a player that makes over $10 million, which is who Jay Crowder is. Any trade almost certainly has to go on Sarver's desk. Meanwhile, Matt Ishbia is going to try to take control of this team within the next month. I'm not sure that the league is going to get through with their vetting process, but he's hoping to get control of the team ahead of the trade deadline so he can have a decision on who the trade is. So the, the, the Phoenix Suns front office, James Jones, is trying to help his team. He's got different people saying yes or no that he's got to sign off on. Mm. It's very, very difficult for them to get something done, not mm. to mention the trade market's tight. Like nothing I've ever seen before in my 20 years of covering the NBA. Lord have mercy, can we catch a break? And he had a better description of it on his podcast. He talked about it uh, there, and he described it as if the Phoenix Suns were LaGuardia Airport and you're trying to take off in a snowstorm. Oh, God. And that the conditions have to be exactly perfect for them to uh, figure out how to get a trade accomplished. Not LaGuardia. But I, 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 there is hope because he says Ishbi is trying to take over mm. before the trade deadline. I think that is your one true hope to have anything there. But I think it's slim to none, which means yeah. now we're, uh, we're trying to take off in a snowstorm flying blind and hoping James Jones can thread that needle where Robert Sarver, Sam Garvin, and maybe Matt Ishbia all say yes to it. It's a nightmare, man. Yeah, man. Mm -hmm. It's rough. I, I I have like 5% hope that they make a trade of significance before the trade deadline at this point. And even that feels optimistic. If this if this is the case, if this is what we're actually dealing with, and Sarver still has approval, and everybody doesn't know who to talk to on the Suns, like, we're screwed. Yeah. Let me say it straight to the camera. Fuck you, Robert Sarver, Ooh. for putting him in this situation. <laughs> because you're not only screwing him this year, you're screwing him in the future. And it could very well mean that Devin Booker doesn't have the true shot at a championship that he deserves because you're going to play whatever stupid mind game you're trying to play. Put Maj Ishbia in a position to succeed just because you couldn't figure out how to pull it off doesn't mean you should screw the guy that's yeah. paying you four billion dollars for the franchise also that's not just the guy who's paying you four billion dollars but how about everybody else how many times have you talked about caring about this community well screwing over the franchise that we all love does not show that you care whatsoever well, and supposedly supposedly him and book have a good relationship well you know what you're doing you're giving them the finger by doing this it's not helping anybody i think it's horse shit the finger <laughs> He's giving him the 11, all right? He's That's what he's doing. You need to add some lightness to the conversation. Oh no, but for real, though, he, this is outrageous. He never gave a shit in the first place. Come on. He didn't give a shit. He doesn't give a shit about this. Yeah, this, but the press releases say he does. Well, he doesn't give a fuck about any of that stuff. Like, let's be real. He's petty. He doesn't like it. He doesn't want this franchise to succeed unless he's at the helm. He's bitter about the fact that he's getting removed, and he wants this franchise to be – he wants it to flounder. And he, and he hopes it does. He's going to hand it off for four bill, and he's going to hope it falls apart. And it's 
hopefully Matt Ishbia is not going to take the bait and he's he's going to be able to to make some moves and, and put people Look. in the position to succeed. And I, honestly, the fact that Matt Ishbia is really clamoring to to try and take ownership before the trade deadline means a lot to me mm-hmm. um, because it makes me feel like at least somebody's got their head in the game and they really want this franchise to succeed. Um, so I'm optimistic about the future, regardless of the limitations we might have here in the short term. Mm-hmm. Um, it makes me feel good that at least we have an owner that that is going to want to invest in this franchise and really get it to a level that's worthy of an NBA championship contender. But the league should reward that. They should look at this and, and go, okay, we understand the reality of this. Let's expedite this as much as is prudent. We don't want to okay a guy that could have problems, but you know that they've been looking into him for a while. If you feel comfortable, make sure it is done prior to the deadline so you're not handcuffing your latest partner uh, of the 30 partners that are NBA owners. I really worry that they gave him that, that little clause in the agreement or whatever as far as selling the team to get him to sell the team like okay if you sell the team you can still be petty and have this one little thing i worry about that and that's why i don't think that's why i'm not optimistic that anything changes unless they're able to expedite this process somehow do you really think that was how it went down because like in a perfect world wouldn't it have been like we don't think he's gonna sell because he's so petty so we're gonna put this clause in to at least allow him to have control and then when he did decide to sell then it became a thing i think the way that the nba has handled this every i mean it wouldn't step of the way has been hesitant to do what needs to be done to get a guy out of the league that clearly needs to be out of the league i think if they really cared about distancing themselves from sarver they would never have given him authority over a franchise that he is no longer going to be the owner of. i think this is much simpler than that i think when they wrote this was when he was suspended and they went, how do we avoid getting sued for this step? No. And this guy is, in, for, for better or worse, the guy that signs the checks. Yeah. So if you don't give him some kind of oversight on spending, there's probably a lawsuit that happens. And I think that's why this, this clause is in there, because in the end, they wanted to avoid any kind of legal ramifications that came with the punishment and i think that's why that showed up in this yeah because i mean like god forbid james jones goes crazy and trades away devin booker or something like that and then robert comes back and it's like i would have never okayed something along those lines now who's on the hook for fixing that or they find a way to add you know a hundred million in future salary right Right. for expirings and then that compounds with all of the uh, of the luxury tax, and if he doesn't sell, he would have been on the hook for that. And I don't think they wanted that that to be possible because that would have led to to issues. He poor, needed some oversight. Poor guy. Can you imagine if he had to pay a couple extra million before he gets his four oh, billion dollar payday? So but I think this sad. was more. I don't think they thought he was going to sell. No, I, I don't. Think I they think did they either. thought. This guy's going to fight. Gonna, gonna buckle down. He's gonna either serve this year or fight us on it. And we can't have anything in there that's gonna give him something to sue. Yeah. Mark in the chat said NBA took half measure when full measures were required. Great that's hundred percent what they did. And this is the reason why we're in this situation. If you would have just like forced the hand and said you have to sell the team, we wouldn't be in this situation in the first place. Because that clause wouldn't be there. Maybe the NBA would be the one who would be the managing partner. I will knock it over. I <laughs> 
<laughs> I won't knock so over close. your beer, I promise. I, was like, oh my God. I do talk with my hands a lot, though. <laughs> um, but maybe we would be in a completely different situation. James Jones's hands would not be tied. Jay Crowder would be on a different team. Uh, we would have another body in place of, of Jay Crowder. And we would on have Kevin team. Durant. That no. too? No. <laughs> can we stop Espo. that? Can we Espo. let us live can in we fantasy? Sarcasm. Okay. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, well, all the, half the internet still thinks it's a possibility, even though the Neto world beaters. We were fucking promised, Espo, <laughs> all summer. Big moves are happening. Man, <laughs> nothing fucking happened. Still bitter. Well, uh, well, I thought we were over that now. A 43-page <laughs> report how, did happen. How we dare signed you, Damian Lee. How dare you <laughs> underestimate my pettiness? <laughs> I feel like I'm over it now. Uh, I don't know if that just happened or if it happened a while ago, but now that you bring it up, like I have no feelings toward it right now. It I got passed. I'm fine. All it is is, it, is, it, is, just, it, is. it just takes the magic of Saul. <laughs> <laughs> to, to really get Lindsay over something. No, so, uh, I feel like I've been over it for a minute. Yeah. Like, I, it, it's it's long gone. It is. I don't I'm know that it. there's anything worth, like, I'm holding over it, too. To. I just, you know, I wanted to be petty about I it. I love that we're I acting like, like James Jones hasn't tied his own hands before in yeah. terms of sitting on them yeah. and not doing anything. You know? That's yeah. fair. I don't know. I, I felt like it had a very little chance of happening. And even when he named the Suns, I was like, okay, if he forces his way out, there's a chance he didn't do that. We were so. 24 hours away from having Kevin Durant on this team. <laughs> Look, Phoenix, were we he though? was on the plane. He was ready to go. Like, no, it, it was spoken into the universe. We were told on Twitter that big moves were happening. Look, <sighs> let's be honest. Phoenix is the ultimate leverage play. They are. Phoenix gets used. <laughs> Cardinals fans, mm. Sean Payton is using you. He's trying to get somewhere else and get twenty million. He's using you, just like all these other people in sports have used Phoenix to get somewhere else. It's, that's that's what goes on here. Sometimes I hate us, Bo. It's, <laughs> it's for being right. Just let me live in my dream. I mean, you can live in your dream like, if you want to be disappointed. It was fun in the summer to fantasize that KD okay. was going to be a Phoenix Sun, and it and it didn't happen. So now I'm a little bit bitter. But you know what? The ride was fun. To quote the great philosopher Bain. There is no true despair mm-hmm. without hope. Yeah. Yeah, but but you know what? When you ride a roller coaster and you're having a fucking great time, who cares if you throw up afterwards? I mean, I do. <laughs> I don't want to throw up. The ride was fun. Let's go. <laughs> and that's how I feel about Sean Payton. Too. I, uh, I would have loved to have heard how you uh, stop, hit on women. Stop <laughs> taking a hot toddy on my dreams. <laughs> that's not that. What? <laughs> I don't understand what's happening. I don't think happening. that's what a hot toddy is. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't believe it is. Oh, my gosh. Oh, shit. No, right. It's not that either. Don't look it up. Don't look it up. I think we should probably reset, yeah. uh, and we're going to reset by telling you about our friends over at More Furniture. They have fantastic furniture, every single piece of furniture that you need for your home or your office or anything of that sort. You can probably find it at More Furniture. Not only is it easy and beautiful and comfortable, but they also have white glove delivery, making it even more easy on you. You don't have to worry about moving I believe moving that's called things. easier, Lindsay. Whatever. <laughs> My, I'm tired and I'm cold, and when I get cold, my brain stops working, okay? My fingers literally feel oh. like they're frozen, and I know it's only like 60 degrees out here. Whatever, don't yell at me. Wait, it's a more furniture ad. You were saying M-O-R easy. Yes, exactly. Gotcha. All right, Duh, there we Espo. go. Gotcha. <laughs> anyway, 
You can save big on the best furniture in the valley when you head to morefurniture.com. That's M-O-R-Furniture.com. Uh, and I believe I'm doing an ad. Now. You are. Let's uh, see what Octane, you got, Octane Asphalt. Octane Raceway. Uh, if no, you, you are full of gas. I so. am. <laughs> I don't move fast, though. Those carts, though, do. And if you love, if you love a good time... And, uh, and moving fast, Octane Raceway's got you covered. Head out there. Uh, they're easily and conveniently located up there on the 101. Uh, and I love going out there, right? Uh, the indoor-outdoor track is one of my favorite things about there. I've been to a lot of these racing places, go with my nephews who love it. Uh, but the track there is is one of my favorite that I've ever ever been on and if you have a competitive bone in your body even a small one you're going to go out there and you could want to kick somebody's ass on the track i mean we got out there and we wanted to to beat everybody it's a lot of fun head out there to octane raceway you'll enjoy it your kids will enjoy it you'll act like a kid it's a good great time Yes, and also you can watch the big game at Mavericks with dozens of 4K televisions, 20-foot jumbotron, 50 or 5,000-square-foot restaurant featuring a chef-curated menu, craft beers, and custom cocktails. They have so many different packages for the big game over at Mavericks, so check it out. Um, you can enjoy the Super Bowl experience at Mavericks. Book in advance, though, at mavericks.com slash the big game. Saul, no. You know what's surprising? Hmm. Espo loves underdog fantasy, but yet he won't let us live over here in our fantasy worlds, which yeah. doesn't make it sense. It doesn't make sense at it all. It literally because does not make sense, Espo. There's, yeah. there's a difference here yeah. because yeah. with underdog yeah. fantasy, you win. With your fantasies, you just lose and wind up disappointed. In our minds, we you win. You wind up disappointed. In our minds, we I'm win. Gonna you know pick I'm going to go higher. How do you know if I lose in my fantasies? Okay, now we're getting a little way too off track on this one. I don't like Bringing it back to underdog fantasy. He really thinks he's in my head. The place that does daily fantasy sports different. Also combines fantasy sports and the potential to win money. Underdog fantasy is a heck of a lot of fun. Um, You can play it solo. You can play with a group of friends. You can play with any type of like one, two, three, four, five, whatever it may be. So you don't have to get like a whole group to commit to an entire season. The solo fantasy is a little sad, though. But it's still fun. (laughs) Um, It's easy to get started. Go to underdogfantasy.com or download the app. But make sure you sign up with the promo code PHNX and Underdog will match your first deposit up to $100. You guys, we are a mess today. <laughs> this is called fun, Lindsay. Who's this we? This I'm just like called sitting fun. in the middle catching crossfire. Stuck in the middle. Espo talking to himself. Fantasy of one, please. Listen to code. Please listen to code. Stop embarrassing Lindsay in public, guys. <laughs> I agree, code. <laughs> For one time. Oh, just my goodness. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, Y'all I got are the giggles, mess. right? I didn't even take an OGs. And I, I have the giggles. I don't know what the fuck is going on. Um, we did get a super chat from Sean. Sean, thank you for your super chat. He was out here hanging out with us at our inaugural tea party. Said, you got to read the full name. It's Sean, Sean Marks. Marks. I only ever read the first name. Yeah, but this, but is, just in case. this is an important this name. Yeah, Sean Marks is the GM of the Brooklyn Nets. Um, <laughs> he said, all the clothes are super comfortable. And that is true. He was talking about Gerald's sweatshirt. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of being out here tonight, I do want to do one real quick shout out to Dobson Ranch Golf Club, all of our partners and all of our friends who came to hang out with us tonight. You want to go just down like the list Sean. real quick? I mean, if you want to. Yeah. We got West Coast Scooters. We had uh, uh, Dairy of, what was it? The Dairy, the Dairy the, of Air- Arizona Milk Producers. There you go. Arizona yeah. Milk Producers. Here, the Look at Air- these sweet cups. Yeah, Arizona Milk amazing. Producers, OGs, Mountain Mike's, Chop Shop. 
Stretch Lab. Oh, can I say Four Peaks? Can I say something about Stretch Lab? Do, oh, I think I'm signing up. Yeah, it was unbelievable. I did it too. Oh my god, it was unbelievable. Fifteen minutes. It was literally like the best parts of a massage combined with stretching, and without the awkwardness. Yeah, yeah, it was awesome. But no, it was super fun. There were so many people out here today. We were playing um, golf on the range. We had the closest to the pin, the pin yeah, mm-hmm. challenge. We did the three-point challenge. Y'all, I walked up real quick, did a grainy shot, and I was this um, close. almost made it. So yeah. close Lindsay to almost it. made it. I was like, oh, my God. And there was, like, no setup or anything. I would, yeah. Oh, man, that would have been the greatest that, day I ever. Did, I did feel like that three-point shot was a little longer than, a, like, a normal high school three-point shot. It so you're saying we need to get a longer. measuring tape felt, out here? No, I felt like it was I mean, close. It was, it was good, but it was also kind of in the dark, so you didn't really have it good was. depth perception. So a lot of people were, like, just throwing the ball over the hoop. Missing it by like ten yards, like it was not pretty. Only one person made it out like fifty. Saul, so I do my best work in the dark. So, oh I, I, you know. <laughs> so anyway, back to wise. the inaugural PHNX Tea Party. It was a blast, and we just honestly want to say thank you to everyone who came out here and made it so much more fun and enjoyable. Um, I shared some pictures on my Twitter. I didn't get pictures with everybody. I probably should have. I really wanted to try and get one in every single bay. <laughs> Lindsay was a social butterfly. Tonight. She was. Surprisingly I was so enough, proud of I you. Was. I really was um, proud of you. I, I started with some of our friends in one bay, and then I was like, you know what? Let me just get three of these bays, which was like four to four or six people in each one. Um, it was nicely like spread out, too, because mm-hmm. you could have like your group of friends. Or we had so many people come and just chill at our bay yeah. and like join our game and it was super fun but um i shared some pictures on our on my twitter so if you guys want to look at it and then be really sad that you didn't come and then that inspires you to come to the next one you know shout out to sean use that motivation sean who dropped us a chat he was sitting uh, in the bay with me he's, him his wife his kids were out here had a lot of fun with them so thanks for coming yeah. out sean sean yeah. a bunch of a bunch of our other di- Rick. diehards were through here it was it was a phenomenal time uh, listen I I, I I i can't speak enough about how when people first come out here to these events, it's like they don't understand what we're really trying to do. And then we teach them and we talk to them. And, and it's just like it's just that buy in. And then they usually bring back a couple more people for the next event. And then it keeps growing and growing. So become a diehard. Come kick it with us at these events. Listen, we're we're pretty much completely different than we are on these shows. Like we're we're actually nice people. Like not, you come up to I'm us, not. like we you know, Lindsay gives hugs, like <laughs> okay. you know, I'll shake your hand and say, Hey, how's it going, buddy? You know what I mean? Like it's just a great time mm-hmm. and it's about community. That's the thing we've been preaching since day one. Yeah. It's about community. Whether you hate DA or love them, it doesn't matter. We still love you regardless. We just want you to be a part of this big Suns community um, and big PHNX community. And that's the beauty of the events like this. We get to hang out and just kick it and have a good time. And talk ball and and hit yeah. golf balls. We're not so, we're not just gonna sit behind the mics and and not ever interact with you. It's what the chat's about. It's what these events are about. Yeah, you're you're part of this. We're in it together. So thanks for, for everybody. Not to put you guys on the spot, but what are we thinking for the next uh, gathering? Do we uh, at least have a month in mind? So I do believe in February we will doing we will be doing not only another one of these events, but we also. We'll be doing another takeover. Ooh, nice! At the Suns game, it looks like it's probably going to be the twenty fourth against OKC, but don't don't quote me on that. Okay, we're still working the details. And All we right. we got a couple big announcements coming up too in general, so stay with us for those. Can, can I just go ahead and announce it, even though we don't have a no, graphic? No, no, damn. So no, we'll do, we'll do you it know on how Monday. much work I'm putting into this? Absolutely no, 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 not, not. That, no, not that one. Not that one. Monday. Not that, bro. Monday. Oh, Monday. 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 Monday.
yeah. Why? That's <laughs> why I was trying to cue our producer because I knew she didn't have the graphic. Okay, well, I just needed. You said we didn't have a graphic, so I was just. I, oh, that's my know. bad. I meant, I meant we have a graphic. We just need to show up. But on Guys, Monday, I've got we, secrets. I'm keeping. Uh, on Monday, we have something really cool. So Monday, we play the Memphis Grizzlies, and it's MLK Day. Mm. So I think it's it's apropos that we do. Um, our pregame show for live from an MLK event, and we're choosing to do it at Marcos Deniza High School live from the MLK Dream Classic. Uh, Marcos has been gracious enough to host us. Uh, we'll be there uh, for this MLK Dream Classic, and we'll be previewing the, the Grizzlies versus Suns game. But more importantly, uh, we will be live during uh, a phenomenal basketball game, the number one versus number two uh, women's basketball teams in the state, Desert Vista versus Xavier. It's going to be lit. Xavier's coached by Jennifer Gillum, who used to be with the Mercury. Um, and uh, I, I forgot her name, but she's she plays for Desert Vista. Her name's Justice. Uh, dang it. Dang it. Dang it. I want to say Robinson, but I could be wrong on that. Anyway, she's expected already as a freshman at Desert Vista and being the top dog there. She's expected to be a top WNBA pick when she does declare at some point down the road. So it's a phenomenal event. We couldn't be more proud to, to be associated with something like this. And uh, we'll have some guests on as well to, to just kind of commemorate, commemorate MLK mm-hmm. uh, Day as well because it's an important one, not only in the NBA, but also uh, in the world. And uh, I'm looking forward to it very much. And stay tuned. There's still more announcements coming. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. We'll have another big announcement on Monday when we actually get a graphic made. Gosh, so many announcements. Um, okay, I'm going to give you guys a choice here. We can either say goodbye now, mm. <laughs> or we can do a what would have been a producer surprise, but now it's a Lindsay surprise. Lindsay surprise. Oh, Lindsay surprise. Lindsay Let's surprise. go. Oh, okay. snap. Oh, um, she is a social surprise. I wasn't ready for this. <laughs> what, who, what's going on with her? Look at her spread her wings and fly. I know. She's a peacock. You just it's gotta because let her we have two days off so I can crawl in my cave and recover. <laughs> okay. This has been going around on social media, so I did not come up with it. I just screenshotted it. Okay. Uh, would you rather be trapped in a mall for 24 hours with a silverback gorilla or five black mambas? In this scenario, for us, they're actively trying to get you. This is this is easy. It's one silverback. Yeah. Because you got one thing you got to worry about, and it's you you can hide. Like you're in a mall. There's places to hide. I'm going one silverback, not five things I got to worry about uh, that can pop out at any moment. Oh, no. It's really? definitely the Mambas. Really? Dude, a silverback? You're not running from a silverback, and you could try to hide. That motherfucker will break down the door and come after you. There's not a single door anywhere in that mall that will protect you from a silverback. Look, I have thought about this. Like, I've thought the, the scenario, zombie apocalypse. I'm going over to Fiesta Mall, and I'm hiding out in there. No. Plenty of places no, to hide. No, and no. probably not a lot of people either. No. <laughs> so, I'm Mambas. Yeah. Mambas. Five of them, though? Dude, see, I'm jumping over them. Did you, not, so did you not see Snake They're in a plane? Faster than <laughs> probably <laughs> the Silverback. 100%. <laughs> And so you are so right in the ass. <laughs> I'm jumping over Dude, them, he says. First like of I, all, like, I'd rather get bit and die than get my limbs ripped the fuck off my body. Well, if you just started with your head, you'd be fine. It'd be real fast. Yeah, I feel <laughs> like I just what said the fuck he, he would. Okay. What? I feel like what? 
I feel like getting bit. It would be real fast. I feel like getting bit and having to deal with poison is oh, worse than hurt. getting getting ripped yeah. apart. And you know, if one she caught you, the other four. Off like it was no big deal. No, the gorilla would. If it took yours first, it'd be real fast, How real painless. How do you know that? Well, you just said if if he I ripped all my, my limbs off, and I said, oh, well, if no. you took your head first, it'd be fast. Oh my god. Anyway, it's definitely the gorilla because at the very least, like. In like the mall, like Jersey all the Robinson stores. is the name of the desert visitor player. Jersey Robinson. Thank there you. you go. And all the stores they have like the like the lock cages, right? Mm. That actually shut down the stores. At the very least, you could buy yourself ten minutes, twenty minutes, maybe, until it finds you and like rips it open. But you get a break. The little snakes could just like slither right through those things. Yeah, let me. You get zero breaks. If I close the door, a snake's not getting through the door. No, but in I'm a mall, safe. a lot of them have like the chain link. Yeah, things. the gates. It's, it's, it's not like all gates. doors. We're yet. talking about in a mall. Yeah, but those gates, those, those 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 gaps are only like this big. And I, I bet have you, you can fit through there. Have I, you seen I, a snake? Go to go to the bathroom and close the door in the bathroom. Those aren't mm. those aren't grates. I don't know. I'm solid. Then it goes through the air vent. I'm not, I'm not dealing with this. I've seen oh, snakes a snake on a plane. Snake is going to the air vent. Have you seen snakes on a plane? Does it crawl up the wall now? Oh, you should see yes. snakes on a plane, my friend. No, I'll get on the escalator and watch these stupid little motherfuckers try to crawl up the goddamn escalator and fall in and just get grated up like. Swiss cheese. Bro, you're going to die immediately. No way. Who's the first can, to die? Can I clarify something? Are we mm. stuck in this mall? Or can I simply leave and no, burn the thing 24 down? 24 hours. 24, 24 hours. I'm stuck for 24 hours. The silverback is for sure killing you. Okay. You have no chance. Five gonna... mambas? Are you five? Dude, you think a chain link fence is going to stop you from a gorilla? Bro, you are a out silverback? of control. <laughs> a silverback would just rip that thing off like, oof, and then just kill you. All right. I would say. You are out of control. I will say I'm taking the silverback, and here's why. After years of covering the suns at the expense of my own mental well-being, it is only fitting that I die at the hands of an actual gorilla. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm taking the gorilla. I'm naming him Go, and that's how I'm going to go out. That's it. He's gonna, he's gonna oh take, God. he's gonna take your remains and slam them through the hoop at the, at, at the. <laughs> he's gonna dunk me through a wheel of fire yeah, in the mall. Like, ah. <laughs> your only chance of surviving a silverback attack is if you like taught it sign language and try to communicate with it. What was the name of the the, the... Planet of the Apes? Oh, oh, okay, Jesus Christ. can we all? In real life, there was a gorilla <laughs> that knew sign language and it then passed away. It was really sad. Yeah, Robin Caesar. Williams. William, Robin Williams is like best friends with it. I know what movie you're talking about. Not Caesar. This is a goddamn Planet of the Apes, Gerald. <laughs> no, they made a movie about it. Yeah. Yeah, not that movie. <laughs> <laughs> the movie he's talking about. They made like six of them that Gerald's talking about. Damn it, about. Gerald. <laughs> he walked right into that one. I was like, oh. <laughs> By the way, I think there's another important thing here. Is is this an empty, deserted mall, or is this a mall that has everything dude. in the stores? No, because then I have weapons, right? Yeah. And I might be in on the snakes if I have something that I can actually try to fend off. Yeah, just walk into the sporting goods, get some bats, and just whack can those motherfuckers, Can we all just man? agree that regardless of what option we choose, it's just a matter of time before we die? <laughs> you guys. Like, Coco, I'm, we're talking, thank you. Yes, Coco was the was the, the actual real silverback. 24 hours <laughs> with like whatever apple. option you choose actively hunting Sweet. you. We're 100% not Banana. making it out. <laughs> like, there's I mean, no chance. Yeah, probably not. I mean, so it's just a pick your poison kind of and thing. And I, well, I would literally like to you not the have snakes. the poison. <laughs> yeah. You'd rather not have the poison. I'd not have the actual yeah, I'd, poison. I'd rather not be writhing in pain and, and, and slow death through the poison. I think you're right there. Because, because you know, I'll, I'll, I'll peek my head out the door 
uh, of my comfortable bathroom that the snakes cannot come in while I watch your guys' limbs get torn and thrown across the hallway. You know what the first thing we do? What? We'll take all the doors off the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> it, Just if, we, if we're going down, you're coming with us. <laughs> Oh, man. All right. Well, this has been a show. Uh, (laughs) Thank you, guys. If you've made it this far, we love you. Thank you so much. (laughs) We appreciate you guys, as always. We have two days off in a row from Suns basketball, and it happens to be a Saturday and Sunday. We hope you guys have a fantastic weekend. Weekend, baby. We got a weekend. Let's go. Make the most of it. Distract yourself a little bit from Suns basketball. Just take a break. Do something else that brings you some joy. But then meet us back here on Monday. Pre-game show, post-game show for you guys. It's a little bit of an earlier one on Monday, 4 p.m. So we'll see you then. And until then... You can follow me on Twitter at LindsaySmithAZ. You can follow Saul at Saul underscore Bookman. You can follow Gerald at Gerald Bourget. And you can follow Espo at Espo. Espo, take us home. Remember, the disgraced future former owner of the Phoenix Suns has one thing and one thing only that makes him happy. Stealing our joy. Ahoy, hoy. Never gonna let go. PHNX though, Lindsey Gerald Espo. Saw past the ball, we here to turn up the tempo. Got to understand me, I'll always rep the family. Rally in the valley like Dan G, no plan B. Always on the job, my team move like the mob. Turn the-